You are listening to Barbarian in the Valley. Immediately this puts you in a rarefied position, perhaps the most exclusive of all situations. You are one of a chosen few. You are an elite. The 99.99% of the public will never truly understand what you understand without effort. All from listening to this show, Barbarian in the Valley. Unfortunately, this also makes you a target of petty jealousies and perhaps even active aggressions. Please visit barbarianinthevalley.com website to sign up for a full security team to assess and analyze your personal safety vulnerabilities. All listeners can use the coupon code Davos Platinum to access instant savings. I remember when I first got to Manhattan, you know when I lived on East 7th Street, like in the summer, June of 93, and I would go out for these walks. I would just like, I had no job, I had nothing else to do, and I would just take off in the middle of the day and I would start walking. Walk south, you know, walk through Little Italy and walk through Chinatown and just keep going through the financial district. It's like walking faster and faster and faster and like hit the tip of the island and then like do quick turnaround. Like I was trying to shake somebody, like someone was following me and I was just like trying to give them the slip and go up the west side by the Hudson and it was so hot and humid like in the way the city gets and I would just start walking faster and faster and faster and I would like a couple times I had like a suit on for like no reason I had this suit on like this black, black suit jacket and move up the west side by the Twin Towers and I would move through like Tribeca only I didn't even know it was called Tribeca it was just this neighborhood up through Soho up through the west side of Soho around King Street up 6th Avenue Avenue of the Americas and then like the basketball court on 4th and just like watch the basketball players but then move faster and faster it was like I was in a panic it was like I was trying to screw myself into the city of Manhattan like I was just trying to dig myself a hole that through this exertion and energy it would force me to stay there but it was also like I was trying to slip something like something was trying to catch up with me and it was just this total manic manic episode and it only happened four or five times and then I would get back at East 7th Street and I would just be drenched in sweat and I wouldn't know why I had done it and I still don't know why I did it but I stayed there 20 years so maybe that's why I did it Call me 
the trigger man Looking for the governor huh? He ain't loving you hot But hear the trouble yeah, He's rubbing you wrong Get the point and come along You can get to the joint I urinated on the state While I was kicking this song Yeah, you better be fair The sucker over there He tried to keep it yesteryear The good old days The same old ways That kept us dying hey, Yes, you, me, myself and I indeed What he need is a nosebleed Be between the lines Plan and understand that's all she wrote When we see the real side to hide behind a boat And they can't understand why he the man Who's singing by the king They don't like it when I decide to make it Wait, I'm waiting for the day For the man who demands respect Cause he was great, come on I'm on a one mission to get a politician to honor Or he's a corner by the time I get to Arizona So I pray, I pray every day I do embrace out of maker Looking for culture I got but not people to make Pushing and shaking the structure, bringing down a Babylon Hearing the circle to make it hard for the proud The hard full of what I needed now More than ever now, who's sitting on my freedom oppressor People beat her, a piece of the pick We picked a piece of the land we're serving now Reparation, a piece of the nation, damn we got the nerve Another nigga they saying classify we want too much My people plus the nine is mine, don't think I even double dust
Now back in the 90s, really right around 2000, I had an unusual job. I was a doorman for a private social club in Little Italy. Now this wasn't a social club like a mob social club. This was actually a hipster social club. This was an art world social club. The Wyanoka Social Club, as it was called, was connected to the bar downstairs. The bar downstairs was a place called Double Happiness, and it was a Martin Brum, and it was an excellent bar, and it was quite well known, and it made a lot of money. So they start this private social club, and I'm one of the guys they choose to basically police the door. It's not like I'm a doorman like in a nightclub where I choose who gets in or not. It's a membership-driven thing. And it's really me and this guy, Greg. And Greg's a big, tall, handsome guy, and I actually look like I live in Little Italy because I did. Now, the Wyanoka basically work like you would put down a membership. And it really wouldn't be that much, but it might be 80 or 100 bucks to join the Wyanoka, which is not nothing. But that would give you access. That would give you the right to enter the social club, and then you would buy drinks, and drinks would be basically normally priced. I mean, it was a, not a bad space. It had been a social club, but they had boosted it out, and it was a nice, quiet place to actually drink. Of course, no one in New York really wants a quiet place to drink, or almost nobody. People want to go where it's loud, and where there's good-looking people, and where there's people they don't know, because that's the whole point of New York City there'd be a buzzer on the front door and it would signal a light and then I, if I was working, or Greg, if he was working, would go to the door, see if the person was a member and let him in. It really was a very pointless job. There was one big night at the Wyanoka, though, where it really got blown way out. And I think that one of the owners actually kind of like, well, it was an after party for someone's show. And whoever's show it was, they were B plus. You know, they were a little bit about to break into the top tier of the art world, or at least that was the word on the street. And so this after party was the place to be. Everybody had, was up in Chelsea, wanted to come down to the social club on Martin Brum, and they wanted to get into the social club. Now this social club, it really wasn't set up for any kind of crowd. It wasn't laid out correctly for a big crowd. It really was laid out to be a quiet, sleepy social club. The other problem was is there were two entrances to this place. So I'm a door guy and I'm working one entrance and then there's this entrance that's kind of like an, uh, it's much like an emergency exit entrance that people can push and let people in the other side. Now most nights this is not a problem because there's seven or eight people in there or whatever, maybe 14, 15, but I know everyone. It's basically everyone I've been hanging out with for years. But that night, there was just like no stopping it. And of course, the music's really loud, right? And the place just gets so jammed up so fast. And I think John Curran is there. And John Curran was a big painter at that moment. And he's got his coterie of people. And finally, that vision of the Studio 54 thing is coming true. Only it's totally awful probably just like studio 54 was totally awful i'm out front with this guy who i kind of half know he seemed like a totally decent guy and he is just begging to get into the club now at that point i couldn't let anyone in right and i had been told by everybody not to let anyone in i'd been told by the owners not to let anyone in there's this woman, Haley, who I'd been friends with for years. She's the only one working that night. I can still see her. She's so small. She couldn't have been more than 110 pounds. She wasn't over five feet. And she's just riding this crowd. We're trying to feed them drinks as fast as possible. She's looking totally overwhelmed. And she, uh, let me tell you, she never forgave me for that night. Like, we, we never had any kind of friendship. Meanwhile, 
I got this guy out front who's begging me, A, because he's got to be into this club because there's an art dealer in there and he's going to make this connection and that they've decided that they're going to meet down there. And if this guy doesn't meet his connection, if he doesn't meet his dealer, then his whole life is evaporating in front of his eyes. And here I am, Norm, this guy he knows, and he can't even get in the social club. But worse still, you got the owners coming out and grabbing people and just pulling them in, making me look like a total yo-yo. People are coming in through the emergency exit in the back, and then someone gets pushed at the back. And we got this really bad crowd there, the Leo Koenig crowd, which I ended up hanging out with years later. Loud and rude, and it is just a sour night. And then we go back to the 16 people a night. And then the thing slowly withers and dies. But you know the thing with Haley and the fact that she blamed me? I've thought about that over the years. It's kind of stuck in my mind. And I think about the owners pulling people in. And I think about that back exit. But then I think about Haley. And I can still see her just getting just swamped by the crowd. And I kind of think, you know what? She was right. Somehow, and I'm not sure how, I was to blame for that.
have never been this tired in my life. I am vibrating with fatigue. I'm hallucinating. I'm fired. And you behind the wheel. Are you dreaming and driving again? Pull over. Pull over where there's still time. And you, down by the Connecticut River, shivering. Time to sleep. And you, home, wondering. Why? Why wonder? Just turn in. This is the Barbarian in the Valley. I am the BIQ. I'm the Barbarian in question. And you, my friends, you're my Barbarian kin. Thanks so much for listening. Now float up. Ascend over the valley. Take in the air. And disappear. Disappear.